back to the podcast, everybody. I know I just made an episode, but like, you know, I'm kind of back into my I want to make a podcast episode thing. So I was really contemplating on what the hell I should make my podcast about today. And I was thinking, well, technically tonight or this morning, because it's fucking midnight making this. Um, I was thinking, I was like, well, I don't really want to talk my about my second semester of college yet. But I realize I talk about this shit a lot. And honestly, like... I don't know why, but every life experience I have is, like, there's one really juicy part about it. And I don't know why. I guess it's just my shitty luck, but gang, I guess. Like, for fuck's sake, I told you guys last podcast, like, some bitch called the fucking cops on Mia and I. Like, what? That's not some shit that happens every day, alright? That's bullshit. I mean, yeah, it is bullshit. But few words before I'm going to start rambling on. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening to the episode. I want to give a quick shout out to Sarah Denoncourt. Love you. Thank you for posting on your story about the podcast and calling it Chef's Kiss. Thank you. Um, other things I'd like to say, congrats Mia on the new job at Aromas. I'm proud of you, baby girl. Um... But yeah, uh, I don't really think I have a whole lot to say after that. Um, but yeah, let's get ready to crumble, motherfuckers. Alright, so today's episode, we're talking about my past job experiences. And I know you're probably saying jobs are fucking boring. Why are we talking about this? Some of you know that I've had some really shitty job experiences. Alright, like, I don't know how... But I guess it's my my fucking attitude problem that gets me places, I guess. Um, because this was fucking absolute shit show. So, my first job, I got at 14. Yeah. I literally had jobs before all of my friends. And it was fucking complete doo-doo. Um... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Alright, yeah, it was complete doo-doo. It's because this guy that used to work for my mom at the liquor store was like, hey, I'm opening this place called Rap City, and I'm looking for people to apply. Would your daughter be interested? And my mom just immediately was like, yep, she's getting a job. I was like, god damn it. So I started around, like, June of, like, 2018, end of June, around my mom's birthday, which is the 28th, and I remember, oh, I remember first day of work, I was so awkward because I was like, oh god, like, I'm a little 14 year old, what the fuck am I gonna do, and so basically, I was awkward, I didn't say a whole lot. I only talked to Mark, which was the guy that got me the job, so I was, like, really shy, and I only talked to him. Um, but, yeah, it was awkward. So, what, there was a lot of fucking whack-ass experiences there. Let me tell you some shit. 
we had some bad managers. We had this one bitch. I'm gonna name her fucking Mole Rat because she looked like a fucking Mole Rat. She was always fucking rude to me for no fucking reason. And I was just a little... I was a baby. So, I was like... Obviously, I hated it. And I was telling my mom about it. And my mom couldn't do much. Because she don't work there. But, we had, like, shitty managers that would go to the bathroom and sit in there for, like, fucking 40 minutes on their phones. Like... Bro, it's a single-person bathroom, like... Like, we would have customers come up to us and complain about how there's someone, like, that's been sitting in the bathroom for way too long. And we would, like, look at each other and be like, God damn it. And then when, like, the manager would come back, we were like, uh, yo, dude, like, you literally were sitting in there for, like, 40 minutes. Like, I know you don't have a colossal shit. Like, let's be real. Anyways, so yeah, we got Mole Rat, Shitty Manager, and one time we had this new hire, and it was so funny because this guy was learning how to do a slicer, and so Mark was like, oh yeah, okay, you got this, let me know if you have any questions, okay? So he's slicing, and I'm like dicing up some fucking celery. And Slicer's going, going, and he was like, oh, shit. I think he was doing lettuce. That's right, lettuce at the time. And he was like, oh, shit. And I was like, um, what? And he goes, I just sliced my thumb open. And he's like gushing blood like everywhere. And he's just standing there. Like, why are you standing there? Go get a band-aid or some shit. And I went up to Mark and I was like, dude, like, this guy just cut his whole fucking thumb open. Like, he's gushing blood everywhere. And, like, he's trying to help him out. And I never saw that guy ever again. Not surprising. Um, but yeah. So I worked at the... We went into Tilton for a while, and then, um, around May 2019, finally the one closest to my house was open and fucking conquered. So I was like, see ya. So, there was a new manager. I knew her prior because she'd come in sometimes and, like, just help out when Mark wasn't there, apparently. And I thought she was the coolest bitch ever. I'm gonna name her Hothead because she was always a fucking hothead and kind of a cunty bitch. So, she was running this joint, but she was a total bitch. Like, rude to me and, like, all this shit would make me come in super early and I was like, dog, what am I doing here? And I would, I would be like, it'd be her and I, and I'd be like, what am I, fu what am I doing here? Like, bitch the fuck? I was like 15 at this point. And, um, yeah, so I worked at the Concord one. I mean, I work there now, now that that hothead cunty bitch is gone. Um, here's why I left when she was still there. So she was being a bitch constantly. And 
I decided to tell my mom about it. I was like, I'm really sick of her shit. She's being a bitch. So she went and told Mark about it because technically he owns the Concord location. So she told him about it. And then apparently, I'm guessing he talked to her about it because the next thing she fucking did was, like, why would you do that? Like, you are a fucking manager. Like, she was, like, the store manager. This is what she did. She decided, so we got, like, the front counter facing towards the door. And then, like, the dining room is, like, basically kind of, like, on the side behind the counter, basically. Because, obviously, behind the counter is the kitchen. But, like, the dining room is more towards the back. So you can't really see people in the dining room. So she had the audacity to pull me out into the dining room. She's like, I need to talk to you. So I was like, uh, okay. Me being me. She's like, so I know that you, uh, said a lot of, uh, shit to me about Mark. And I know that you're, uh, lying. And she started screaming, like, I don't remember the rest after that. Because I told her, like, I said, I'm not lying. And, like, then she started screaming at me in the dining room. And after, I was, like, crying. And then she started talking shit about me because I was crying. But, like, bitch. When she screamed at the di in the dining room, this was, like, towards fall. So, like, I was 16 by then. And, yeah. And then I decided to quit. And here leads to my new job, Target. Fuck Target, I ain't ever working there again. That place is shitty. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, the pay is like 15 bucks. I don't give a fuck. I'll find somewhere else to find that pay or some shit because I am never working there again. First off, I worked as a cashier, alright? It was a little difficult to learn the register. I'm not gonna lie. And they made it, like, really under pressure. Like, I don't know why Target's like that, but... I had a couple shitty managers, alright? One of them was, like, definitely out to get me. The other one was just, like, straight-up bitch. And so... Like, at Target, it's so weird because... Like, you have to get, like... A whole manager to like check IDs and shit which is really fucking stupid because at my Hannaford's job which I'm gonna explain in a second uh yeah that fucking job I can't wait to get into that one but at my Hannaford job you just I like carded people you had like the ID book all of the states and shit. So, I don't know why Target was all about that, but... Target was a shit show. Like... It was god-awful. Like, you were so judged there. Like, I was doing my job, but I was still bitched at. And I was like... I give up. Like, fuck you. I give up. And, yeah... It was a seasonal position, and I was told that I wasn't being kept in the rudest way possible by that bitch manager that was going out to get me. So, even though I really wanted to stay, because I liked the pay, and I guess I just enjoyed my job there for some reason, I don't remember why, 
Um, so yeah, after that was the long job search, and then the pandemic hit, and that was shitty. And then in May of 2020, so I ended Target in January of 2020, so just a little into the, like, good chunky parts of the fucking pandemic when it first broke out and everyone was, like, out of school. So, yeah, I was like, you know, fuck it, I'll just apply to a grocery store, like, I need money. I don't know what motivated me to do that, but, like, worst decision of my life. Because this was the shittiest, like, year of my life. Like, I worked there for a year. I'll never again. You're fucking crazy. You're shitting my dick. You're, you're like, no. So, Hannaford's is a grocery store. I know that some places don't have it. Like, I know if I told people in Missouri, oh, yeah. I worked at Hannaford's. They'd be like, what the fuck is that? So, anyone that lives in Missouri, that's basically like, schnooks. Got it? Good. So, I was like, a vibin', and I told them, like, this is before I got epilepsy, so I was like, just chillin'. And then, May 30th, I had my first seizure, and Mia was trying to find bitches to help her out in the parking lot, so I went to the hospital, obviously, and, you know, I had seizures a lot while I was at that job, and this clearly caused problems, and I'll get into that in just a second. So the first issue that was, yeah, the first issue was the managers. Some of them were rude as fuck, but, like, most of them were really nice to me when I, before I got epilepsy. That screams fucking volumes. Like, oh, hell no. Nah. So, most of them were nice to me before I got epilepsy. And I was straight vibing. And all that. Um, I, it's gonna be really hard to not say names. I think I'm just gonna let it slide for this one episode. I'm not gonna lie to you. This one episode, I'm gonna use names, and it is only for this job, alright? Because there are so many people, and the story is just so bad. So, yeah, like, I was chill with, like, managers, like, we had two Jamies, girl Jamie, boy Jamie, and then there was Tasia, she was a bitch, and I'll get into her in a real fat minute. So, I was chill with all of these people, like, straight vibing, whatever, and I started making little friends, and I'm still friends with one of them, my, one of my children, Grace, I love her, literally love and so, I, you know, vibe in, whatever. And so, after I started having more seizures, my mom went to the night manager, John Moore, and he's like one of the head honchos. And we, we all love John Moore. He's a great guy. I love him. 
and everything. And so she was telling him, hey, like, I, like, she brought in a doctor's note and everything. And she was like, hey, I really don't want my daughter pushing carts, especially at night. Because if she has a seizure, she'll crack her head open on the pavement. And clearly, no one will find her. And she'll walk around confused. And I don't want that. Because God knows how long she'd be outside seizing for before anyone finds her. So he was like, oh yeah, no worries. Like, he was the most understanding dude in the fucking world. Like, he would let me out early sometimes because he knows, like, I have epilepsy. So he would, like, you know, be like, you know, go home, get rest. Because that was, like, the big thing with my... Like, that's the biggest thing with my epilepsy is that, like, I have to get a good amount of sleep or else I will have a seizure. Like, doesn't matter if I'm on my meds or not. Like, I have to have, like, a decent amount of sleep or else I'm fucked. Um, so he's like, yeah, no worries. And then the manager started having a problem with me because I couldn't go out and push carts. Not physically, but, like, I don't know. I guess you could say physically. I don't fucking know. Like, I didn't ask for this bitch-ass brain disease. Like, I didn't ask for my brain to fucking go against me and rebel. But, like, shit, dog. So, they thought it was, like, just me being lazy and trying to use my epilepsy as an excuse to not do it. I straight up told them one day, I was like, yeah, my mom doesn't want me pushing carts outside because of my epilepsy, so if I have a seizure, I'll hurt myself. And they would just, like, they would send me outside anyways, and then I'd come back inside, bag, and then they would talk shit right behind me. Like, there would be the windows, and then the registers in front of the windows, and they would stand against the windows and just talk shit about me. Like, what is not, like clicking with you so there's that and it was girl and guy jamie both jamies they were talking shit about me and they had the fucking girl jess talking shit with them and i was like girl i thought you liked me like what's going on here and i would tell like my coworker friends about it i'd be like uh yeah they talk shit about me because of my epilepsy like i don't I didn't ask for it. Like, I didn't ask for epilepsy. So, why the fuck are they being assholes to me about it? And, like, we hated them for it. And they knew I wanted, like, not the managers, but my friends. They knew they wanted, like, they knew I wanted to quit. Because I was sick of it. And they started talking shit because they thought that I was using my seizures as an excuse to call out of work. And that's really funny because I... I laugh at this because I was talking to one of my old co-workers the other day when I was working at Rap City and he was like well yeah they all hated you because they thought that you were using your epilepsy as an excuse to get out of work and he goes I didn't think that and I was like well that's really funny because like most of my seizures my mom would call me out of work and tell them that I had a seizure but, of course, they're too stupid to know that because all they get told is, hey, Skylar had a seizure. She called out, like, and not only that, but, like, just a fun fact about seizures is that if you have a seizure, you can still, you can still call out of work. I hope you know that. Like, 
yeah, they make you confused afterwards, but, like, you can still be physically capable to call your work and be like, I just had a seizure. I'm sorry. I have to rest for the day because my brain just flipped the fuck out. So, it just got worse and worse, and they started, like, just treating me like shit, but, like, a bunch of other co-workers beautifully, and I, they were like, it, it was god-awful. And then there's Tasia. First off, she needs to lose some fucking weight. She's a fat, miserable fuck, alright? And yes, I get to talk shit, because I had to deal with this. So I know... One person that has epilepsy. We met through my, uh, Molly Banzoff's mom, Barb. And so, her name's Jane. I'm eventually gonna have Jane on the podcast. And we're gonna solely make an episode about epilepsy and how fucking shitty it is. So, be on the lookout for that at some point. I'm not saying it's gonna be tomorrow, but shit. Anyways. I mean, it might. I don't know. I have a day off. I don't really know. But, so, Jane will, like, flip out hearing this. So, Tasia, she's one of the shift leads, like a manager. And so she literally goes, hey, Skylar, can I talk to you for a second? So, like, after that whole, like, Rap City scenario where the bitch screamed at me, I kind of, like, whenever I hear, uh, like, from a manager, oh, Skylar, can I talk to you for a second? I always think it's going to be a bad thing. And you know what? This was kind of a bad thing because I wanted to smack this bitch like never before. Like, yeah, she tested my fucking patience, but today, oh my god. I had so much attitude towards her. I've never had such attitude towards a manager in my life until this moment. She walked, like, I walk up to her and she's like holding the clipboard with everyone's names and shifts and shit. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, you need me to do something? And she goes, no, I actually have a question. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And she's like, so, like, do these lights bother you? And they're just normal fucking lights. Normal ass lights. And she's just like, yeah, so, do these lights bother you? Just normal lights on, like a regular store would. And I looked at her and I said, What do you mean? Like, these lights, like, do, do they cause you to have seizures or something? Like, does it bother you because you have epilepsy or whatever that's called? And I was like, I gave her this dirty ass look. Because I really, I felt kind of offended, I'm not going to lie. Because that's the biggest thing. Biggest, like, thing. Everyone thinks epilepsy is flashing lights. But this dumb, stupid cunt thought it was just lights in general. And I was like, first off, these are normal lights that are on. And second of all, like, second, they're not strobe lights. Strobe lights are issues for people with photosensitive epilepsy. I don't have photosensitive epilepsy. She goes, well, what about that flickering one over there? I was like, wow, that's so going to trigger me to have a seizure right now. Like, bitch the fuck? Like, are you fucking retarded? Like, sorry if the 
retard word offends you, but god motherfucking damn. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, sorry. And I was like, don't ever make that assumption again. And I fucking walk off. And she just starts, she starts running her mouth. Because that's all she's good at as a manager, running her fucking mouth. That's all she was good at. So that was another fucking, like, straw they fucking pulled. So I was like, yeah, uh, Tasha said this, this, and this. And I'm really sick of her fucking shit. And there was other managers that pissed me the fuck off. But I really don't have the energy to go into it because it's fucking stupid. Like, I wrote one of them up once. That's how fucking rude they were. And a bunch of other people wrote this guy up. And for some reason, he's still working there. Same with Tasia. And I reported her ass after I quit. And so... My last straw was when I had gone into the ICU um, because of a seizure. And I know a lot of people know this story. And yes, it sucks. I missed my fucking graduation. But my diploma's right over there. So is my cap, and it's on my shelf. So, gang motherfucking gang. We, we did it, even though we were fucking half dead in the hospital. Um, and as I said in the last episode, a bitch wished death upon me. Yeah, fuck her, lol. But when I was in the ICU, I got this nasty fucking voicemail from Hannaford. And guess who it was giving me this voicemail? I'm going to give it a few seconds, and you can guess. If you guess fucking Tasia, you're fucking correct. She gave me this nasty fucking voicemail going, You can't just no call, no show at a work, and you have called out so many times, and we're really done with the excuses. So you need to come into work as soon as possible. Like, bitch, my epilepsy is not... Like, it's not abused to get out of work. Like, I legitimately go to the emergency room, and I go there because I had a seizure. I've literally been, had an ambulance trip from your parking lot, ambulance trip from Hampton, ambulance trip from my house. Like, that's not an excuse. Like, it's a legitimate, like... What, like, what the fuck? So, I, I told my mom about it. I was like, I just got this nasty voicemail. And I'm like, half conscious. Like, let me be real. I'm not as conscious as I am right now. And I was like, I'm quitting. She goes, well, you need to put in your two weeks. And I was like, no, mom, I'm quitting. Like, I'm not coming back. I don't care. I'm not coming back. And I didn't. And guess what happened when I left? All of my buddies left. And you know what? Well, two of them went to produce, but they left the front, so it still counts to me. Because I said, you know, I'm going to quit one of these days. And so they were like, okay, if you quit, I quit. I was like, okay. So I think the funniest part is that 
three months later, when I finally was in college after I had quit, because I was in ICU in June, and that's when I had quit, I got a call from Hannaford, and I was like, for fuck's sake, like, leave me alone, what do you guys fucking want now? So I answer, I was like, hello? Hi, is this Skylar? And what do you know? It's the fucking store manager. So I'm like, hello? Like, yeah, this is Skylar. And so she was asking why I hadn't shown up to my shifts, like what was going on, and I told her everything. I told her about every single manager that did me wrong. I told her about the nasty voicemail. I told her about the goddamn... Oh, do these normal lights fucking bother you? Like, bro, what the fuck? And she was like, I'm so sorry to hear that, but if you would like to come back in the winter when you come back from college and make some extra cash, you totally can. I was like, yeah, I think I'm all set, but thanks for the offer. And it's just crazy because they got so short-staffed there, and I'm like, you fucking deserved it. But I think the funniest part of it all was that, like, John Moore had walked up to my mom when she picked up my last check, and he was like, is Skylar ever going to come back? Like, you know, just, I'll pay her whatever, like, I'll do whatever, I really want her back, she was a great person. Like, bitch, you would have to fire, like, five to ten people in order for me to come back. Like, the fuck? Never again. Don't work at a grocery store, okay? Like, I know that's just Hannaford's, but, like, just in general, don't work at a grocery store. It's, like, stupid as fuck. Um, and then there's Crumble. I almost forgot about Crumble. So... I hope a lot of people know what Crumble is. I mean, people in Missouri know what Crumble is, so, gang. So, Crumble is like a basic white bitch cookie place, alright? I mean, fuck, the cookies are good, alright? I'm not gonna lie, like, we got dough makers and everything, so we, like, what I would do is just, like, roll dough and all that stuff and bake and... I learned how to frost, like, my last few shifts, so that was fun. Um, so, basically, uh, the thing about this job is that it was, like, weird. Like, I got along with a lot of people, but, like, the store manager really got the wrong message. She sent me this, like, nasty message. Like, hold on. It, like, give me... A single, like, moment. Because I remember I sent my mom this screenshot. Like, it was unfucking real Like, I kid you not. Like, I randomly got it one night. And I, I was, like, blown away. So, it started, it started out like this. And I was really surprised because I was getting along well with my coworkers. So this is why at the beginning of the episode I said, yeah, my attitude problem gets me places, I guess. So we had like a whole like group chat thing going on. It's only like for crumble employees and whatever. So 
I got it saying, hey, Skylar, I had four employee complaints about the way you're speaking slash treating others. I've been at the front counter with you when you've done this as well. So I'm like, when the fuck have I been rude to the literal store manager? Like, okay. Please be kind and watch how you are interacting with everyone at the store. If this continues, I will speak to you in person about it. So I was like, are you kidding me? So I replied nicely. And I was asking, like, what I did and everything because I was super confused. And I just really, I, I really think, like, this was not appropriate. Like, you could have worded it way differently. So she was like, overall rudeness, complaining, negativity, and talking sarcastically to others, barking orders at others with boxing cookies. I don't know how asking for, like, four packs, like, because we had, like, single box, four pack box, six pack, and dozen box. So, like, people would ask, you know, can I have more frosting to decorate the cookie up front? Can I have more six packs or something? So I don't really know how asking for stuff nicely is barking orders. But, like, it was just bullshit, and that's when I just started hating my job, basically. And then I told one of my favorite employees about it, Sierra, and she was like, well, that's fucking stupid. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know. But, like, that job was just, like, another judgmental fucking job. Like, I don't... It was just drama. And, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever go back to that location again, like... I know a lot of people that I worked with are quitting. I don't blame them, honestly. It's it's another one of those things where it's like, okay, you're quitting, I'm quitting. I'm like, I'm just leaving to go back home. But yeah, anyways, um, now I just work at Rhapsody in Concord, um, having live, laugh, loving time of my life, I guess. I'm not thrilled to work four days in a row, but, <laughs> gang. But, yeah, that basically wraps it up. I mean, whatever. Um, it's another miscellaneous podcast episode, honestly. But, I mean, if it's interesting to you, thank you. I just wanted to talk about my shitty job experiences and especially why you shouldn't work at a grocery store. Um, but yeah, uh, what's new in media? Um, I don't really know. I don't, and I'm on social media all the time. Oh, a couple things I want to talk about. Okay, I got my phone out right now. So there was like that school shooting. I know this is going to sound morbid as fuck. And... I, I don't really know how to react upon it, if I'm being honest. But I would like to say to all the families, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, no one needs, no one needs to, like, go through that. Especially if you're, like, a parent. Like, no one needs to, um, no one needs to have the loss of a child. Like, Ever. Because that's your baby, bro. Like, 
I couldn't imagine losing a child of my own. Like, I, like, it's, I couldn't imagine it. Like, I know I'm 18, and I'm like, I always go around being like, I hate fucking kids, this is why I take birth control, yada yada. Well, like, for real, if I had a kid and I lost it due to something super tragic, or anything at all, just like, my kid, like, losing my kid, and my kid dying before me, like, I would be absolutely shattered. Like, I, but I would just like to say rest in peace, and I'm so sorry for your loss to everybody that lost someone that, uh, I think it was today, but yeah, continuing on, I was on Instagram, I have it on my screen right now, and it's from this Instagram account called Impact, and it's about LGBTQ, Alright, I don't know why, but every time I see stuff in media about LGBTQ, I'm always interested because, like, whatever, I'm an ally, whatever. And I love, I just, I support the LGBTQ+, like, forever. But, yeah, so I saw this post, and it's about kids being forced to do an assignment on why being gay is bad, basically. So I'll read off the post, alright? So, it starts with a quote. Like, it says, LGBTQ people are... Like... Oh, fuck. I don't know how to say... I don't know how to say it. It starts with an I. Our kids. Says, Christians who are actually, like... Oh, okay, so they put in what the definition of this word is. So it's the act or process of forcing someone to accept a particular belief or set of beliefs and not allowing them to consider any others. So they're basically saying, like, people are forcing LGBTQ on kids. And then it goes, says Christians who are actually forcing it, like, on their kids. So it says a middle school in Louisville, Kentucky instructed students to write a letter to a friend who is struggling with homosexuality. How is homosexuality a struggle? I actually know I take that question back. It's a struggle because people are fucking homophobic. All right. That's why it's a struggle. Anyways. Um, write a letter to a friend who's struggling with homosexuality in at least eight sentences. I can't talk for shit. I'm so sorry. Students had to, in quotes, lovingly and compassionately explain to their homosexual friend why being gay is wrong. So, they put a picture of, like, what the assignment looks like. Um, which is, like, wild to me. So, it's, it's like on canvas. So, it says, Worldviews essay on what are humans unit. Essay, write a letter to a friend of your same gender who is struggling with homosexuality. And of course, this is all fucking Christian bullshit, alright? This is, I can't. Assume that you have known this friend since kindergarten, that you go to the same church, and that you have been a pretty, like, been pretty good friends over the years until now. Oh, whatever. This friend is your same age. Aim the letter 
Oh, the aim of your letter should be to, should be to lovingly and compassionately speak truth to the person you're talking to in a way that does not approve of any sin. Instead, they put in capital letters, try to persuade them the goodness of God's design for them. I swear, Christians take shit too far sometimes. Like, there's two types of Christians. Like, the accepting ones and the fucking psycho bitch ones. And this is definitely psycho bitch. In at least eight sentences, try to show the friend from the Bible reason and your personal friendship that God's design for them is good, that homosexuality will not bring them satisfaction, that you love them even though you don't approve of their lifestyle. So, the rubric for the assignment shows that students can only score a fair grade if they communicate truth from scripture. Approving of the homosexual lifestyle would result in a low grade. So, if anyone knows, like, I, I know a lot of people know what Canvas is, it's like a different kind of Google Classroom, basically. So the rubric says, excellent, which is 15 points. Letter communicates truth lovingly and clearly, clearly from scripture with obvious logical argument to persuade. So the lowest is 6 points. Letter communicates at least one truth with little love or clarity without reference to scripture or the use of logic and persuasion. And this post, again, says what I just said earlier. Kids don't struggle with homosexuality, they struggle with homophobia. So, they put in that the school removed their email address from their website after receiving backlash. And Impact put, fortunately I saved the contact link and put it in my bio. Feel free to send in your own response to the assignment and see what grade you receive. So, all in all, that's my hot media shit. And to close in the episode, um, I'm just going to do a few more announcements. Um, so, I was thinking next podcast episode, if I don't have one with a guest star on it or anything, but I was thinking next episode I do Q&A and it's just me reading Q&A from everyone so the goal is for everyone to hop on our page at get ready to crumble and fill out our Q&A and one's gonna be about like questions you have or anything like asking about a certain life event or anything like that and another one is going to be like little cute little polls and stuff. And yeah, so hopefully there's enough questions that can get onto the podcast and actually make a whole ass episode about it. Because that would be really fun. Um, and last things I'm going to say is uh, recently posted on our Instagram about how to get on our podcast. And I really, I truly am encouraging everyone to request to be on the podcast because deadass, it would be so fun. So I 
I posted on the Instagram story and I said DM us and I put Sophie's Instagram and my Instagram. <coughs> so basically let us know what you'd like to talk about on the show. See, things you could talk about is funny stories, some weird inspirational shit, kind of like Sophie's backstory episode. Um, just great topics to talk about, like school works, like social media, and just in general stories you want to share on our podcast to anyone that listens. So set a time to hop on. Anytime you're free, we'll work around our schedule and we'll do. Um, we can set it up on FaceTime, Zoom, and if you live close, uh, then in person. Um, but if you do go on FaceTime with us, do not spread our numbers. Like, that's our privacy, alright? Um, and then, yeah, you're good. Like, I encourage people to get on our podcast. Like, I love, I just love hearing everyone's stories. And that's the biggest reason why I started this podcast is because, like, it's just, I... I know people like hearing stories, so I share stories, and I like hearing stories, so, I mean, this is basically why I'm here doing this. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Uh, other than that, great news to share. I got a fucking purple Stingray Squishmallow. Um, I still have the tag, surprisingly. And I think her name is Aziza. I don't know. I don't know why Squishmallows, like, give them, like, a weird default name. But, like, for real, I just name it whatever the fuck I want. Um, but yeah, so, everyone have a great night, day, week, month, year, and go buy a fucking Squishmallow. Because, god motherfucking damn, those things are, like, pure serotonin. But yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. And, yeah. Peace out.